Hello, and welcome to season four of the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast. This is a podcast designed to provide you with the inspiration, confidence, and strategies for transitioning out of campus-based positions in education. Hosts, Drs. Jamie Hoffman and Tom Studdard, pivoted out of campus-based positions, hold senior-level positions in organizations, and love it. What started as an idea that they thought might benefit a few is clearly filling a need across the nation with education professionals during the Great Resignation. Jamie and Tom are excited to be back for another season with over 25,000 downloads across our first three seasons. So have a seat or take a walk. However you listen to podcasts and get ready for ideas and inspiration. And if you think this podcast was awesome, please consider giving us a five-star rating. Hello and welcome to Pivoting Out of EDU. I'm Jamie Hoffman. And I'm Tom Studdard. And we are joined today with Mr. Harold Hall. And I am really excited to hear Harold's story um, because he actually has made his pivot um, from being a high school teacher into ed tech. And we, you know, by nature of Tom um, and my background, um, you know, we've been, we're higher ed folks, so we've drawn a lot of higher ed uh, folks on the podcast, but we acknowledge that this is a great resignation time period for teachers as well. And I know that a lot of teachers are interested in ed tech and um, Harold just made the pivot himself. And so um super excited to hear um, sort of uh, what the impetus was for you to make that transition and how he did it and nuggets of advice and all of the things. So um, thank you so much, Harold, for being here. And um, if you can say a hello to everyone and also just kick us off by sharing what is your educational um, background as far as work experience and um, then where are you at now? And, and Harold, Absolutely. I'm going to jump in before you start talking, because as you give the answer to this question, you've got to talk a little bit about the song that you're famous for. <laughs> <laughs> I surely will. I, I surely will. Well, well, Jamie and Tom, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. I, I'm really excited uh, to, to talk with you as as well. And um, yeah, I, I have been um, in education overall for over 10 years. So um, currently I am in the ed tech space. Um, like like you mentioned, but previously um, I have some uh, experience working in middle school, uh, working with multiple um, learning abilities from special ed all the way up to uh, gifted and talented. And so my my first initial experience was working uh, as a paraeducator, and I was able to really be uh, kind of the assistant in the classroom and helping and aiding the teacher and working in one on one groups. And so as I got into the field, I, I really um, just fell in love with the students. I had a great connection with my teachers, with my staff. And, and I saw that, you know, I can really make a good difference and, and, and a positive difference in this field. And so um, as I started growing professionally and started taking multiple classes and learning more about um, some content that I wanted to get into, I stumbled upon math and I, uh, then I made that transition into the high school aspect. And it's a beauty that um, I didn't share this earlier that the high school and the middle school that I went to as a student, I also had the luxury to also teach at. So uh, I really had a lot of emotional ties to uh, the middle school and the high school that I um, was able to teach at because I walked those same hallways 
uh, as a student as well. And so um, as my time in high school, uh, I taught various contents from geometry, honors, algebra one, algebra two, pre-cal and quantlet. And um, during the quantlet time, like you were saying, um, I, I love that class because you really learn a lot about financial literacy and you learn about different um, concepts. And, and so at the beginning, we were talking about uh, trigonometric sets. And so um, just using some of the skill sets that I use in the classroom, like I do now, you try to find attention getters and you try to find like those wow factors and what is going to get students to just lock in, engage. In. And, and so we were going over the unit circle. And so uh, the jingle is very simple. And so it was going over um, talking about X square plus Y square equals R square. Write it down. So you always had that check for understanding at the last part. So you had X square plus Y square equals R square. Write it down. And then the next part was going over the trigonometric function. So you said cosine was X over R. Sine was Y over R. Tangent was Y over X. And so I had students kind of go through the chant over and over. And so, yes, it sounded little bit elementary school, but I saw at the end of the day, students were writing it down. They were effective and they were being, they were passing the class and they're passing that test too. So um, I, I love the fact that students were able to retain it. And on top of it, 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 it gave a little bit of 15 seconds of fame too as well. So I, I love that opportunity. Uh, it was more than 15 seconds of fame. You were like, <laughs> profiled on the news. Like that is a cool thing, like, not to interrupt you, but like, no. you know, I, it's funny because I, I wasn't a bad math student, but that math was never my favorite. Like I, I majored in history and minored in poli sci. So like right. math was never my favorite. And I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, like teaching math is hard and yeah. you, if you don't have the right teacher, it's even harder to learn it. And so upon you immensely, I, I tell people this all the time. I use algebra every day in my work. I solve for X just about it every situation that I'm in. So all the people out there, they're like, I will never use this, this algebra when I get in the real world. Yes, you will. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you will. And again, just with math, and of course, we're going we're gonna to jump into the ed tech space, but math is being the critical thinker. If I can get you to think and solve problems and how to solve problems, where to go in life, that's all we have to do. And so that was the, the, the key that I tried to bring into students' uh, lives when it came to math as well. And so during the whole pandemic time, um, again, as you can tell, I, I love engaging with students. I love engaging with my staff members as, as well. And I had a great team um, at the school I was working with. And kind of COVID really uh, put a stop into that with everybody. You know what I mean? Again, as a parent myself, um, I experienced my daughter um, just entering school. And so uh, I noticed that there were some engagement issues that she was also seeing as a parent. And then even as a teacher, I'm basically talking to a blank screen. I'm not getting that engagement that I really want. Uh, the lessons that um, I'm required to give out, you know, I, I'm not checking. I, I can't see the uh, growth of my students. And so that really was frustrating. It was draining. And, and then on top of that, I still, I still had these requirements from, you know, up above that we really had to have. And so for my mental aspect, it, it really took a toll as well. And so during that time, that was when I started to uh, start looking at different avenues to still stay in education, but try to pivot in, in another way. And so that's kind of where I got into and started looking at other positions in the ed tech space. And so um, when I stumbled upon class initially, I applied for another position and um, I uh, did not get the position because of just, you know, it just wasn't the right timing. And, and I say all that to say that whenever you're going for something, if it's really for you, that it, sometimes it may not take the right time and not may not be that first initial step, you know, like we talk about with Matt, sometimes you may have to take the scenic route as well. And so 
I originally applied to class, didn't uh, get the position as well, but I stayed in contact with some of the uh, hired staff, staying in contact with the people that I did know and and just try to learn about the company and also learn about just the ed tech space as well. Since I was working with Zoom, I was working with other platforms. How can I pivot myself to still align in education and still kind of advocate for these different devices as well? And so um, kind of some time passed and then another opportunity came. And and so I applied and and then kind of went through the process and, and here I am now. And so um, I'm very excited to be in the field that I'm in. Uh, I still feel as though that I have a purpose, um, even though I, I miss my students immensely. Um, I, I still am able to, you know, stay in contact with them via email and they kind of give me an update with how they're doing, where they're graduating, et cetera. But um, I still feel as though that there's still a bigger call on the ed tech space. And so I'm just using my skill set to, uh, to, to, to the best of my abilities in this new field that I'm in now. That's great. Harold, I love your story. And, and as Jamie said, I love that um, you took uh, rejection at the company and turned it into still getting a job there. And, yeah. uh, and, and I know you're going to tell us your story. I know you're going to tell us what you clearly do. But uh, and when, when you do, people will realize, uh, you know, I, I tell people all the time, a great way to get in the door to tech is by the door that I, that you took. And so if you can talk a little bit about, about a little bit more about your current role, like what it is, what, what do you do, um, yeah. what your day to day is like and, um, how someone can be successful in this role if they are pivoting from a campus-based education role. Great, great, great question, Tom. Um, you know, one thing that I was constantly doing is still just, um, being, uh, learning more about how I can be a better educator, no matter whether it's teaching, whether it be and uh, learning about how to work with students, whether it be working with staff. And so um, as I was making that pivot, I was looking online, going on LinkedIn. I was looking on Indeed, looking at different um, careers, different job openings as well, and also talking to people in the field. I think the best way to, to learn about a, a career and a place that you want to be in is to actually speak to other SDRs, whether they're in that field and I was very fortunate to speak with a lot of great people that gave me a lot of sound advice. You know, they gave me the uh, the real version of, of what it is. And so my current position um, is a sales development rep. Um, and so I currently work with and I partner with multiple school districts and public schools and private schools and charter schools um, around the country. Um, and we are the company that I work with classes that we are leveraging uh, Zoom built on. Um, adding teaching and learning tools built on Zoom. And so basically redesigning the way you see learning and bringing a virtual classroom aspect through hybrid and high flex learning as well. And so um, I'm excited to work with different administrators. I I enjoy speaking with superintendents and talking to CTOs and speaking with educators and talking about, you know, different ways of how learning is happening. Again, being a former educator, I've been in that, I've been in those shoes. I've, I've seen some of the ways that it's been effective and also some ways that maybe we can also improve it as well, because we know that we are transitioning back into a brick and mortar standpoint, but we still need to have a viable um, source in case something may happen or just in case we know that other students are uh, doing well and, and we've seen other use cases where students have been successful um, in school and, and virtual academies as well. And so just sparking those conversations has been very, very impactful. And I, and I love the opportunity to speak with um, multiple districts and multiple administrators. 
Yeah, that's it's fascinating. Again, like taking what you've done in the classroom and you're in a job that you're essentially helping classroom teachers. And and I think that's the message, right, to everybody that's out there listening to this podcast is that you don't have to completely go like 180 from the career that you've always had. You I mean, some of us do, um, but you can also just go like five degrees to the left or five degrees to the right. And there's an opportunity that will take those transferable and translatable skills over. Um, and you know, a sales development rep is sales. Um, but it's also educating. Like I, you know, I used to train SDRs in, in a, uh, when I first started at, at the company that I'm at now. And I used to tell people all the time, like your job is not necessarily to sell something. It's to educate the customer about how what we provide is going to, uh, uh, sort of address their pain points and their challenges. And so I love the fact that you, that you were able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the key, you know, really not taking the humanistic approach to it because that's the key part. You know, it's easy to just be very salesy. And uh, my background was more communications. And so, um, I, as you can tell, I wanted to always, I, I love working with people. And so one of my goals, um, were to be like on air. And so to kind of use my education background and then also be able to, um, network, whether it be with multiple uh, positions has been very beneficial. And like you said, not making that full pivot outside of education, but still being able to use some of the same uh, skill sets that I have and still have that same passion as as well. And so I, I love the fact that um, I'm able to have that full autonomy of, of my time. I remember you, that was one of the questions that um, I wanted to share, talk about kind of my day-to-day flow that I go through. And so usually um, a day is just a typical nine to five day. I start off with morning meetings, I, whether they're just between your inner departments. I work with a great East team that we're kind of talking about strategizing, whether it be the beginning of the week, we're talking about different campaigns. Um, each of us are doing what's working, what's not working. We're collaborating with some of our district managers, as well as our um, account executives as well. And then um, towards the end of the, or not the middle of the day, we may have more of a company-wide meeting. Um, where we're kind of going over some of the stuff internally. And this is 100% remote work. So um, a lot of the times, as opposed to um, in the hallway where you may be walking from maybe the first floor to the third floor to the second floor, you're just kind of clicking between, you know, this room into another room too. So um, that was some of the adjustments as well. But, um, you know, going from um, maybe a, a company-wide meeting and then you may be into more of a um, more direct meeting as well. And so that usually takes up maybe like the first, maybe two to three hours of the day. And then towards like maybe like 12 to about four, uh, you're, you're really prospecting, you're calling people, you're speaking with different administrators, you're talking to um, educators, you're, you're working on um, different emailing campaigns and just really getting the message out there, whatever it may be. And so um, that can vary. And just like a teacher, some days you may have everybody that's locked in and engaged. And so you're going here, you're giving this lesson, giving this lesson. And then there may be some times where, you know, um, you're, you're, it may be slow where, um, you're not, you're not reaching everybody. And so, um, everybody may just give you a no. And so you may be able to calling 50. So people that's giving the example, and then you may only get maybe two people on the line. And so, you know, there's no day is the same, just like in the classroom, same thing as a sales development rep, there's no days are the same. But I love that opportunity. I, I welcome that because it still gives you the opportunity to change that. You control your destiny when in this field, which I really um, enjoy as as well. So 
from email marketing to speaking with prospect clients to also adapting to the the change and the the climate that's also happening. You have to look at different legislation and look at what's happening in different states because not all states are the same. And so that also, from a professional standpoint, uh, has also opened my eyes to looking at some of the bills that may be happening in different districts and different states that I've had as well. And so I, I love that pursuit of different strategy bases, if that makes sense, um, as as well. Well, I I love the walkthrough of both sort of your transition um, and how you spend your days. And you kind of gave us a nice little foreshadow into our next question because you talked about it's like giving lessons, you know? So you, you made that parallel to the transferability of your teaching skills into this space. And, and I think, you know, we'd like you to, if you can, kind of elaborate, you know, as you're thinking about teachers who might want to also be pivoting, what kind of advice do you have for them as they think about the transferability of their skills? I think a lot of folks get like sort of, you know, imposter syndrome when they think about some of this stuff. Um, so if you were to kind of sum up in like an elevator feature, your kind of key advice for other teachers that might want to transition, what would that be? That's a great question. The one, one of the things as a teacher that I think the best thing to do is just to be a sponge and to learn from other uh, people in the field. Um, one of the things that I have uh, helped that's been very beneficial to me is just learning about the system, learning about what is the pain point of your client. Um, again, since you're working in education, we all know the basis of what, are, what your content is. You know that the main goal is to elevate and to engage students and to close the achievement gap and to uh, help students be the best you and be the best them. And so having that baseline, everything else will take care of itself. And so as a teacher, understanding that no day is the same, making sure that you can have multiple days where uh, everything is going your way. And you may have some days where it's not, but also understanding that you have to pivot as a teacher. Period one may work, but then period two may not work. And so one campaign for maybe working with superintendents may work, but then when you were talking to principals, it may be a little bit different. Or if you're talking to technical directors, it may be a little bit different as well. And so being able to have those different talk tracks and what you do, you're working in different contents is very key. And so as a teacher, just use those skills that are natural to you, right? Those are some of the reasons why we got into teaching is to engage in students. And so it's the same principle. The only difference is you may just be dealing with adults and uh, administrators. Yeah, I see that all the time, right? Like I am doing the same sort of work that I did. And I, of course, I have a little bit of different uh, background working in higher education, but I literally uh, do the same. I, I, I present about Quest and I present about MBTI and I do some of the same stuff that I did with my students. It's just, they're a little bit older now. And so I uh, definitely appreciate that advice, Harold. Thank you so very much for joining our, our podcast. Your, your experience as a transitioning teacher is really important to uh, a group of listeners that quite frankly, J Jamie and I don't have the background to really recruit a lot from. So uh, having you on the show has been has been really helpful and really great. Uh, so really appreciate your time being here and full transparency to our audience. Uh, uh, we're not necessarily neighbors, but we live in the same county. So I'm super excited. Hopefully I'll run into you at, at uh, lunch or dinner sometime. And if I don't, then we need to make a point to try to do to try to get together uh, since we live relatively close. So again, thank you so much. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Harold Hall. 
Check back next week for another episode of Pivoting Out of EDU. Thank you for listening to Pivoting Out of EDU. In addition to our podcast, we offer various ways to get support as you work through your career transition, including digital resources, one-to-one consulting, group workshops, and cohort-based blended learning experiences. For more information about these services and show notes, visit pivotingoutofedu.com. And if you haven't done so already, join our LinkedIn group called EDU Pivoters, where we share job opportunities and foster engagement between those who have pivoted and those who want to pivot.